0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Good morning. Good to be here. My name is Elspeth. I've been part of Freedom Church for quite a few years, as Judith just referred to. Uh, Recently, Sim asked me to share something that I'd learnt during lockdown. I'm going to say right now, it's not have learnt, am learning. It's an ongoing thing, haven't cracked it yet. So in a moment, I'm going to ask a question, but first a little bit of church history and a little bit of revenge. Several years ago, Uh, Judith, uh, my partner in crime, and I were let loose on the children's work and the youth work for quite a few years, imagine. And uh, we were big fans of the Doug Hawley songs, Dougie, Doug, Doug. If you've got kids, you don't know about Doug Hawley, look him up. (laughs) Amazing songs. And one of our favourites was, Have We Made Our God Too Small? And as you can see... It's an action song. What good kids song doesn't have actions? And we had a great time. Spinning, upbeat, quite funky. It always went down really well. And the kids enjoyed it too. And about 10 years later, uh, Beth, uh, now Tanton, Maddie, uh, they came out to Uganda as way before they were married. They came out to Uganda on their gap year. And Uh, Beth was helping me with a Christian lifestyle program we teach in Uganda called Activate, and she brought this song, presented it to the students. Have we made our God too small? So imagine a group of about 200, uh, you know, 16 to 20-year-old Ugandans loving the song, doing all the actions, um, not embarrassed at all. But I had some funny questions about it. Um, can you contain, why would you contain God? Why would you try and put him in a box? Their experience and their resilience meant that they didn't really expect to understand, have a full understanding of God and his amazing ways. And that got me thinking. So today I'm asking the question, have we made our God too small? There's that box. Why and how do we do that and how do we change? How do we do that? A lot of it is to do with having a a kind of a a good understanding of God's character and God's personality. We sometimes get a glimpse of that during life events, sometimes when you hold a newborn baby, whether it's yours or someone else's, and there's that huge feeling of love and of amazement. Uh, Sometimes it's relational when we are... Uh, coping with life events. Maybe you are an adult child caring for an older parent. Maybe it's just in the way we forgive and extend mercy to each other. It's not always reciprocated. Maybe you are the parent of a teenager and you are endlessly extending forgiveness, grace and mercy, and it may not always be appreciated. Mm -hmm. Not for a while, anyway. Sometimes we reflect our lack of understanding by our own language. I don't know if during, I'm just going to say the last 18 months during the whole COVID period, whether you've thought or heard someone else say, or you said it yourself, what sort of God, how could he? I can't believe in a God who dot, 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 surely a loving God. If God loves me, he will. And at that point, we are leaning, including myself here, at that point, we're leaning on our own understanding. And Proverbs 3 very clearly says, don't lead, lean on your own understanding. And we often concentrate on the trust in the Lord with all your heart. It says, don't lean on your own understanding. I just say now, it's good to ask questions. It's good to be honest. I'm not saying stay silent. You look at the Psalms, they are full of rawness, honesty, ranting, anger, lamenting and rejoicing. What do we do with those feelings when things aren't going as well as we planned? When things don't seem to be in anybody's control? But if we want a God that we can fully understand, fully comprehend, we're already trying to put him in the box. We're trying to limit him to what we can understand. We're trying to contain him and limit him by our understanding, consciously or subconsciously. A God that I can entirely understand myself is effectively too much like me, which is like putting myself in charge, which would be a disaster. You may well have said over the last 18 months, I do a much better job of running the country. Well, that may be, (laughs) but what about running the universe? Now, we're all good at something. We say to kids, oh, everybody's good at something. And uh, sometimes we're even half competent at some of the things we do. Some people are good at making things grow. They're good at sport. Uh, They're good at uh, playing a musical instrument, teaching, engineering, New Testament Greek, making cakes, being nice to people. And some people can even make small children eat broccoli. But God is we use the word omniscient he knows everything through his holy spirit he's omnipresent he's all loving that's way beyond our human capacity can we accept a god that we don't fully understand is this our god i don't mean be a doormat and go sort of fatalistically kesararar while well, just sort of roll with it I mean, are we putting our our hands in the hand of a creator, parent God? So what's brought me to this point of thinking? Well, as many of you know, we live and work in Uganda for about six months each year, often in two slots. And last year, you know, we set off uh, in February, uh, thinking we were there for several months. And after six weeks, we found ourselves back on a plane coming back to the UK with our We had a rough plan. It's an ongoing joke that we can only make rough plans, but we had a rough plan. It was completely overturned. And our return was traumatic and quite dramatic. And like Hannah said in her interview with Ben the other week, at first it's a bit of a novelty. And we sort of say, yes, well, God's got a bigger plan. We dig deep, we trust, we say the right things, even if we don't understand. But after a while of... Upturned plans. You could feel a bit disorientated, you feel a bit dull, a bit flat, and definitely out of kilter. But is God who we say he is God who we say he, he is, who he says he is, rather? Is he all knowing? Is he all loving? Is he consistent? Are we limiting God to our understanding? I love this analogy of a jigsaw puzzle. And it helps me a lot. You imagine one of those, oh, actually, I don't really like them, those huge, complicated jigsaw puzzles. My mum used to love them, Two or 3,000 pieces. They take days. And imagine doing them on the, one of those sort of 90s style, clear glass coffee tables. So the person doing the puzzle is doing that thing of all the blue bits and the green bits and maybe the faces. And I can just about do the edges and they're moving the pieces around to build up the bigger picture. Now imagine you've got a small child or a very lazy friend and they're lying underneath the glass table looking up. All they can see is a pile of sort of brownie colored pieces, the blank side of the puzzle pieces, and they're sort of being shifted around. They don't really make sense to the person underneath. But if you stood with your eye over the shoulder of the person doing the puzzle, if you stood alongside them, and for the creator of the puzzle, they're putting together a masterpiece. If it's one of those sort of Monet landscapes or something, or a sunset, they're putting together something incredible. But we don't always see that when we're lurking underneath the table. So loss and disappointment, I don't know, tragedy, changes of plans, financial stress, ongoing loss, health and uncertainty. Those are real problems, okay? May not be on a pandemic style, but it's level, but it's very real to you when you're feeling it. And sometimes it's ongoing and it's repeated, the disappointment, the change of plans. The answer solution and the healing is not always there. It's not obvious to us. We feel abandoned, we feel adrift. If we've made our God too small, that's where we start to unravel. The Israelites experienced, um, Sim referred to it the other week, three traumatic exiles over several generations. They certainly expressed their confusion and distress. Job, Paul in the New Testament, how do we handle repeated disappointment, loss, bereavement, layer upon layer of uncertainty? If our God is not being limited, if he's not too small, if he's in charge and above and beyond understanding, then our outlook is so different. So what's our view of the puzzle? So how do we change? Number one, God is in the detail. However small and silly and embarrassed and awkward you may feel about the thing that is disturbing you, it's real and if it's important to you, it's important to God. So God is in the detail. This life, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's awful, but we are just passing through. This isn't it. At its best, it's a foretaste, it's a glimpse of what's to come. Let's have a perspective of that. These difficulties are not lasting. God is so much bigger than we can imagine. He's above and beyond understanding. Is your view of God big enough? Have you got a sense of what you're looking at? My dad has a very simple phrase on his gravestone. Eyes fixed on Jesus, enough. Let's think about that puzzle. Now, my top tip is practically. Judith referred to this a bit. We need to change the way we think. Uh, I think that's also part of maybe a teaching programme coming later in the years. It says in Romans, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing and perfect. That's a great start. And my other practical top tip, I think this is key. Get outside. Mm -hmm. Big skies on a clear night. Last night was amazing. We've got a lot of people camping next to us, Mm -hmm. all family. We looked at the uh, the skies and the stars last night. Look up, get perspective. Could be a sea, sunset, mountain even go for a walk, and if you can't get outside, if you're bed bound, somehow get a picture, get a picture, get it in your head, get a glimpse of skies. It's not just well-being, this is crucial to mature our understanding beyond ourselves. Mm -hmm. Psalm 8 verse three, key verse. When I look at the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God. Sometimes it says angels. You crowned them with glory and honour. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. What's the order of those words? The focus is to look up first. It's on God, our creator, our father. Look up first, then see where you are. Not in a small trampled down kind of way, but look at God's majesty. And then we are made in his image. It's not the other way around. Let's not reduce God to our image and our understanding. Godly people have a sense of who they are in God and how much they are valued by looking at God's greatness first. Psalm 19 and Psalm 29 say something similar. I'm going to finish in a minute. Um, I just want to say where we've come, this is Jerry and I, uh, where we've come from the whole of the last 18 months. Well, in our case, the ongoing disruption and the change of plans and the ongoing certainty is certainly way beyond our understanding. Everything we're involved with, with our main work, seems to be up in the air, and we actually genuinely don't know what to do next. And uh, nothing has changed. And if anything, it became more uncertain on Friday night with a new Ugandan government announcement. And that's left us quite flummoxed. I thought it was quite funny that I'm talking about this today. Again and again, it feels as if we can't move forward. (laughs) So frustrating, but that's me doing the analyzing. What is God up to anyway? If we choose to trust and look up and know that it's part of something far too big for us to comprehend, that's very releasing and it gives us confidence. We will allow him to rewrite our diaries, our travel plans, our life plans, our health plan, and our views of how things should be again and again. Okay, remember, God is in the detail. He cares so much about, and he's so much bigger than this. And I'm continuing to learn this. My prayer to finish is really to steal the lyrics of the song, I'm definitely not going to sing it with all the actions. I'll leave that to Judith and I'm going to reword it. Have we made you too small? Lord, forgive us. You made the heavens and the earth and you reign on high and you've always got the time for us. May we see your glory light up the sky as the clouds proclaim you reign on high. May we see the huge expanse of the oceans wide and billions of stars that grace the sky. May we be awed by your power and awed by the signs of God all around us. And may we be humbled every day by our unbelieving ways. We really, really want that to change. Lord, may we not try to contain you or limit you in Any way in our lives. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.